Welcome, everyone, to that special moment podcast where the process of life-changing decisions are discussed and destiny is forged. I am Armand, and today I have the pleasure to have on board Julia Eske, a woman with artistic flair unlike any other, and don't take my word for it, and have a look to her Julia Eske Instagram account. She will explain to you in a minute why she decided to do to dedicate her life to product design. Without further ado, let's meet her. Julia, welcome to the show. Welcome, Armand. Thank you for the invitation. Most welcome. Tell me, uh, Julia, I have introduced you to the show and I would like to know in your own words, who is Julia? So I'm a product designer based in Barcelona. It's been only one year that I've started my own practice. And since then, I've been, I had the opportunity to work on projects related to furniture, lighting, and textile development. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But first, um, for you to understand a bit my background, yes, please. Um, the, last, the last five years, um, I've been working for Stephen Burks, that he's a National Design Award from the United States. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that gave me the opportunity to work for furniture brands, like big furniture brands like Roche Bobois or Dedon, BD Barcelona, Louis Vuitton. And it also yeah, allowed me to be part of the process, like from the very beginning until the, the end of the product. Mm -hmm. um, and also, yeah, I, I could be in charge as, as well of a small team of designers. Very interesting. Tell me, how did you came to work for a, a famous designer? So, well, we have to go a little bit, uh, a little bit further back, which is that first of all, I graduated from Alizaba Design School, which is a university here in Barcelona, mm -hmm. and I did my bachelor in product design. All right. So then. When I when I finished university, it was I think it was like 2005, and it was it was like a pretty bad moment for our country, and there was like not a lot of uh, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So I decided well after work after doing an internship with a teacher that was a teacher of mine at university. I did an internship with him one year, yeah. and then I decided that I wanted to study more and. If it could be abroad, um, uh, um, it could be even better. So um, I learned about the best universities in in Europe, mm -hmm. and one of them it was ECAL, which is a university based in Lausanne in Switzerland. Yes. So I applied and and I got and I got selected because like um, it's you have to you have to to go through a process of application and selection to, mm -hmm. to be invited to study there. So I did a master there of uh, product design for two years. I consider that the best thing of that school is that they always work with uh, real briefings, with uh, real companies and commercial companies, which are behind those briefings. Meaning that um, it's, not a, it's not an academic project, but it's like a real, it's a real life project. So if you get selected and the company likes or is interested by your by your project, they there's some chances that they can produce it. Mm -hmm. So it's 
it's not, I, I think, I, or I consider it to be like an experience, something between university and, and a professional life. Mm-hmm. So going back, sorry, I, I think a bit of a, a long, a long explanation, but to go back to your question about how did I finish working for Steven, for Steven Burks, not, not finish, but started. Oh, it's because yes. after, after doing my, my master, I was yet not ready to come back to Barcelona and I was not sure about finding a job here or finding a job which I would be interested in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I decided to continue like my experience abroad and I applied for, for a position that was like vacant at his studio in New York. And I started as an intern there because they were only looking for an intern. So I did a three months internship after having done my master, but that allowed me to like step-by-step growing, um, be able to grow in position. So first I was an intern, then I became like a junior designer. And a few years later, I became his assistant, design assistant. Nice progression. Just elaborate Uh a little bit more on your personal development journey, which is very interesting. Uh, Specifically, tell me uh, how you thought that becoming a product designer was made for you or you were made to become a product designer. Mm, I don't know. I think it's, it's, at least to me, it's a bit difficult to answer. I had always been like... um, interested and attracted to objects and to understand how objects are made. Mm-hmm. And as well, I guess there was, there was some trigger. I had some like uh, architects and engineers in my family, which I kind of like admire. So I guess it's like, I think probably it's this. Then my parents, since I'm, since I was like a kid, I used to go to do like, um, to spend the weekends and the afternoons doing like in an art school. So I guess like it has been a mix which made me be totally interested for objects and products. Mm-hmm. And, and tell me, uh, you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the interview that uh, now you're flying with your own wings, so to speak. So I'd like to know more about that and specifically about uh, uh, the process of becoming a, a not only a product uh, designer, but to take the decision to fly solo and mm-hmm. to be on your own. I would like to know yes. if, uh, if, it's, um, if it was a difficult decision to take or not, or if it was a natural flow of yeah. what you've been doing uh, so far. No, it was a difficult decision to me. Like I consider that if I am where I am right now and I'm having like projects on my own, it's because of all what I learned, not only at school, but also working for Steven Burks and also for a couple of other studios, which I, which I worked also in Barcelona. So I consider they were like my mentors and I, I learned so much, so much from them. But it's true that it arrived to a moment, like after spending five years with, uh, with Steven Burks, where I felt that I couldn't grow anymore. I was like in the higher position I could be. And maybe we thought that maybe we would be ready to start like signing projects together, like with our 
both names like appearing mm -hmm. in the same page, let's say mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. But finally it didn't happen. So I, I stopped learning as much as I was doing. So then here I said, I, I thought like, okay, maybe it's my moment to start something on my own. And after thinking through during like long time and considering like pros and cons, um, I decided to, I decided to do it also because, um, I started like having having um, projects on my own. People was asking me to collaborate or to do pieces or projects, and I always had to say no because I didn't have time. So then I think it was like more like um, I don't know a moment of a courage mm -hmm. where where I said, okay, yeah, let, let's do it. I'm ready. You know, what's gonna happen if I if I can't? Hold it, or if I can't survive by my own, I can always go back. Maybe not to Steven, but the, like to some other studio. So, so it was about it was about like this this uh, bravery, I think. And regarding my practice, even if it's only one year that I'm working on my own, I really enjoy working on soft objects like mm -hmm. it could be sitting or upholstering or fashion accessories. But I'm also very interested in furniture and lighting design. And I think um, that there's a common thread on all my projects, which independently of the typology, they are all based in the experience of hands-on making. So I consider it to be the, pe the best approach to do physical objects. Like this, this process revolving around iterative experimentation, like, like mm -hmm. testing, trying, checking if it works and if it doesn't work, like doing one step um, back and like refining, like all about like details and spending some time and patience. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, can you elaborate in something which I believe it's important? You've mentioned it as well. You said that uh, you had some mentors along the way. How important it is to be surrounding surrounded, sorry, by the right people? Uh, to me, I think that in my case, it has been everything. Yes, because like, I don't know, maybe it's like a very classical approach or like mm -hmm. a, a bit old school way of understanding. But I mean, when you finish university, even you have a master, how can you start like a practice by your own? You don't you still don't have like professional experience. You don't know mm -hmm. um, how to talk or communicate to clients or how to respond to their demands. So being in a in a studio that you admire and like doing great projects, it allow you to understand and to learn all of this without taking so much risk. Because as well, it is just a responsibility if you have like a client or someone who's expecting like a result from you and you're still not ready to 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 respond i don't know i wouldn't like mm -hmm. to be in that position mm -hmm. um tell me now uh, when we were um preparing uh, this podcast you told me that the where you are actually has been accumulation of good decisions how mm -hmm. do you accumulate good decisions because in some instances, people say, you know, I took a bad decision which led me there and afterwards I discover what was made for me. But it looks like you uh, 
uh, for yourself, it was more of a um, kind of an easier step because you were taking good decision after good decision after good decision. Yeah, I think it's very related to your previous question about like who do you surround yourself with? Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, it's it's about like good decision and it's about like um, um, going after your will. So maybe I had to send like a lot of emails to finally end up working for Stephen or maybe I had to insist and I had to present like Mm, like a portfolio and maybe but I think it's 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 about like um, having a will and going for it like also yeah with patience so I think I think it's it's this and then like it's not that I from the very beginning I knew where I wanted to be but more or less like there was it was kind of like an, an organic um, movement and mm-hmm. yeah, you mentioned that your your family has been an inspiration. How much of an inspiration they have been? Well, yeah, it was. I had I had um, my grandfather was a was a he was working uh, with uh, with metal. He had his own uh, workshop, mm-hmm. and then my uncles. One of them is an architect, and the other is an engineer. Mm-hmm. Then my parent, my father didn't follow and my mother neither. But like, to me, yeah, my parents gave me the inspiration to, to, to allow me to study what I wanted and like to, to allow me to pursue my dreams and help me in, in all the way. So that's for me like the, the biggest inspiration. Mm-hmm. Being free to be, um, yeah, yeah, doing exactly. what you're doing right now. So you you yeah, had no pressure yeah. from your parents to take no. a specific route, right? No, they didn't understand very well what was product design, but they were like kind of um, trusting. Mm-hmm. Tell me, you mentioned that you needed to take a, a courageous uh, decision. So I'd like to. Um, to ask you what is more paralyzing the fear of failure or the fear of success um, it's very difficult i try to have no fear obviously i mm-hmm. i have but but i think that also one of the reasons um for me to be here today is the fact of I always try to say yes, at least at the beginning of my of my career mm-hmm. as a as um having my own studio. Mm-hmm. So any project that comes that normally are interest normally they come like interesting projects, but even they don't have like a, a value in return or maybe it's out of work and it's gonna like have have me like for like long weeks, like without much sleep. But probably like the fact of saying yes to everything, which sounds interesting, um, has has led me to to my position or to the mm-hmm. place where I where I am now. So I try to don't have a, to don't have fear. I think I'm not afraid of success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Let me uh, continue and just uh, take a, a slightly different spin. Um, when you are doing what you are actually doing, you need a lot of self-confidence. Where did you find your self-confidence? Mm. By by doing, I guess. Also, like, yeah, and related to the to the topic of failure, I think that once or if you fail, and I consider that I failed some projects that right now I think that they are like, I would have done them in another way, or mm-hmm. I don't think they are correct. The only thing that you can do um, in front of this is like to remember those failures and to try to avoid them another time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And how do you train yourself uh, to improve not only the professional, but also the woman? How do I train myself? Mm, yes. Yes, improve also, yourself. I, see, I think, I think it's like working or working having your own practice is kind of an, is an habit. Like you work for yourself and, and if you have like goals and you want to, I don't know, you, you have a will, like, mm, I don't want to say that there's no difference between like personal or professional time, but mm-hmm. more or less, because then you, you arrive home and you continue thinking on your projects. And like mm-hmm. when you wake up, the first thing that you think are your projects. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the, the habit of working and it's, it's a bit of a silly sentence, but I kind of agree. At least when things are when things are going well and when pro- when projects are going well as well, um, that if you work doing uh, something that you really enjoy, it's almost no work. I have a lot of fun working. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I guess yeah. This, yeah, please go ahead. No, no, I, I was saying I hope that I've answered your question. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, just to, to, to continue, when you are a product designer, you need to find some inspiration. Do you have a routine or do you have, let's say, like a, a modest operandi that you know at this specific time of the day or the night, your, your ideas come or basically you look around, you browse around and then something happens, you say, ah, this can be exactly what I'm looking for. How do you find your ideas? How your inspiration works? Yeah, I think that all all designers, we are very um, curious people. And like we look around with uh, very open eyes and we don't take things for granted. So there's like this curiosity that we need to continue uh, to, to fulfill. This on one hand, and on the other hand, talking about like routines of the day, personally, in the morning, like mm, my head works way better than at night or Mm -hmm. during the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do is like to be early in the studio. Also, I share, we share space with with, uh, five designers we are right now. It's not like a co-working because we all know each other from university and we sometimes work in the same projects. 
but early in the morning, like I'm alone in the studio, which is like huge and has like a lot of uh, light. So to me, it's like a very quiet and and fantastic moment to to draw, to think, to imagine. And then like maybe mornings are more for inspiration if I have the time for it. And then afternoons are more for execution. The morning, afternoon, uh, modus operandi. Exactly. Yeah. It has always been like that for you? Or is um, after a certain no. time you, you, you've um, um, seen that you work better this way? Inspiration, morning, and uh, heavy lifting afternoon. Yeah, I think um, that I became every time more of a morning person. Mm -hmm. Because before, when I used to when I used to study, for me it was all about like nights. Mm -hmm. Maybe what what I'm interested in are in the quiet moments of one's place or mm -hmm. one's space. So at home, like at night, when I used to live with my parents, when I was when I was studying, at night everybody was sleeping and then I was like quiet at home. And that was for me like a perfect moment. Right now, like it's the morning, I guess, or maybe there's a connection here about like this um, moment of a tranquility or like a, a calm in, in a space or in a... Mm -hmm. in a in one's place or like workspace. Did you uh, choose product design to enjoy those uh, moments in which you can reflect and have no other company that the silent? Mm, I don't know because I'm, I'm not sure I knew that product design would bring me this. Mm -hmm. Right, like maybe I, w I was too young to understand that it would give me this calm, or that I would feel so full, fulfilled personally by mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by working around these topics. I think it was like the decision; it was more um, intuitive, or like yeah, there was there were things that were interesting, interesting me there, like around around those objects or products, but yeah. Do you follow a specific uh, dietary uh, regimen in order to have more energy during the day and be more productive? As food? Yes, food. As food is, as far as food is concerned, uh, you follow okay. some, uh, some some specific diet to have energy mm. or to help no. you uh, be more creative, get more inspiration. No. I don't. I um, it's been few months that I'm doing sport every morning, but mm -hmm. that wasn't happening before. But to be honest, like I I feel way more like active, and I I don't suffer from back problems because I guess that spending so much hours in front of the computer makes us have like this a uh, low low back problem. So I don't feel them anymore, which it's like a huge relief. And then I drink. I drink coffee during the day, which is like a beverage I, I, I love and I enjoy. And why the love for coffee? Um, 
well because I think it it tastes great and and I enjoy I mean I love the reaction it has on my body not that I drink a lot of, I have like three coffees during the day but I love the coffee like in the in the early morning like the mm-hmm. ritual of arriving to my studio being alone like the sun is like uh, starting and I have like a hot beverage it's yeah, it's like a, a beautiful ritual as much as I love the one after lunch. I don't know. It's like moments that you go repeating every day and that may, they make you feel um, good with yourself. Mm-hmm. Does drinking coffee uh, triggers your inspiration or your creativity? Or it's more a feel-good no, beverage? Know. No, I wouldn't say that it that it it triggers. No, about about creativity and inspiration. I think that it's not something that comes like suddenly. Like if it, you know, like if I would be a painter or, or an artist, mm-hmm. I think it's also about like looking for it and having like a briefing to answer, like and a calendar to to fit in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe maybe one day I'm looking for inspiration, or I have to to deliver like drawings or a presentation, and I don't know, I'm totally blocked, or like I I can't answer like at that moment um, that that problem. So then I I leave it few hours, and then I go back in the afternoon, or maybe the next day. But I think that it's not that inspiration comes to me, mm-hmm. but it's more about like me going to go, going for it going yeah. to inspiration yeah exactly going to a place called inspiration <laughs> exactly all right tell me julia um this is a question i i love to ask my guest what it is like to be you what's like to be me yeah <laughs> that's so strange for me to to answer i don't i think i'm i'm a passionate person and like motivated in front of like challenges and and work and i love to say to say yes even like i'm a bit afraid at the beginning because i don't know how will i answer or i don't even know if i will be able to to do it but i think i i put i kind of like challenges and put me like in in these positions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. also also because i have the experience that so far like when i say yes i can deliver and like things things go well i also Mm -hmm. think that if you if you put effort and hours and you have like a kind of a background like yeah um things should should uh, should happen properly Mm -hmm. right uh, tell me, um, is there a topic you would like to share with the audience that is close to your heart that we haven't touched so far in the show? I think that we've talked about everything that I want to talk. Mm-hmm. Not even uh, a specific question that uh, you had, would have loved. I ask. Mm, no. All right. So tell me now for um, 
the people interested to know more about your design, about your specialty, where can they find more information about you? Website, social media, you name it. Sure. Um, my website is www.juliaske.com and I also have an Instagram with the same um, name, which is Juliaske. Good. Any uh, Facebook page, maybe? No Facebook page. I have okay. a LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn profile, okay. This is more for the professional, the, the company who wants to get in exactly. touch with you for uh, a new exciting project, right? Sure. Fantastic. So, Julia, love to speak to individuals that help inspire people to improve their life. So I thank you very much for coming, as it was really a special moment to have you on board. So I wish you all the best in your future endeavor. Thank you, Herman. Thank you for the invitation. I'm most welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.